Amen. If you believe he's mighty, why don't you just clap your hands to him one more time? Oh, come on, somebody. If he's been good to you, why don't you just praise him for just a second? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. He's been good to us. He's been good to us. Somebody tap your neighbor on the shoulder and just tell him what a mighty God we serve. Come on, just testify for a second. What a mighty God that we serve in this place. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. What an awesome presence of God that we feel in this house tonight. Amen. Amen. Pastor did ask me before we move on, um, we do have some baptismal certificates uh, that we would like to read to you from the month of October. Uh, how many knows we baptized somebody this morning in the name of Jesus Christ? I think we ought to give God praise for that. What an awesome thing. And uh, what we wanted to do is, if you are here tonight, we're going to call out your name. And we would love to give you this baptismal certificate. Um, if you're here, come on up and pastor wants to present it to you. And if you're not here, we're just going to clap our hands and rejoice that they have been baptized in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Brooke Stevens. Brooke Stevens. Let's give her a hand. She's going to come on up. Come on. Let's give her a hand. This is an awesome thing. We ought to celebrate. We ought to shout about it. This is awesome. We're proud of you. Amen. And the rest, um, Shymise White. I don't... Is Shymise here? Shymise is here. All right. Let's give her a hand, everybody. This is awesome. People are being born again, just like it said in the gospel. Thank you, Jesus. Kamora White. It's Kamora here. Wow, look at this. <laughs> Come on, let's give her a hand. We're proud of you. Matthew McCain. Matthew McCain. Let's give him a hand. We're just going to celebrate. Jared Brandy. All right, well, let's give God praise for all these people that have been baptized. In Jesus' name, what an awesome thing. How many remember when you were baptized in Jesus' name and God turned your life around? We were celebrating then. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Mark, chapter 16 and verse 14. Mark, chapter 16 and verse 14. want to give honor to my pastor tonight and uh, want to wish him a happy 60th birthday. And... Uh, I've been congratulating him all week on how young he is and just how young he looks. What an awesome thing. want to give our assistant pastor honor in his absence today. I know that he's been blessing the PKs there, and uh, God's been using him in a mighty way. How many are thankful for your assistant pastor? And I give him honor. Bishop, I love you, and I give you honor today. And uh, how many just love the ministry of this church? And I'm thankful every day for them. I pray for them every chance that I get. Amen. Mark chapter 16 and verse 14. If you're there, can you say amen? And it says this. Afterward, he appeared unto the eleven as they sat at meat and upbraided them with their unbelief and hardness of heart because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. 
And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow. Can you say follow? Them that believe in my name, they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So then after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God, and they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. And confirming the word with signs following. Amen. I want to preach to you tonight on this subject. These signs follow. These signs follow. I feel tonight that God wants to do miracles and signs and wonders, but not because of how we feel tonight, but because God wants to confirm his word with signs and wonders. How many knows God's going to do exactly what he said he would do? I wonder if you could put your Bibles down for just a minute, and would you lift up your hands and lift up your voice with me all over this place? And let's just pray. Come on, let's just pray for just a second. Lift up your voice with me and pray, God... Lord, I pray that you would take full liberty tonight in this house. God, I pray that you would move in a mighty way. Lord, there's people here tonight who have been praying and they have needs. And I believe that you have an answer for them tonight. If you believe that the answer is in this house, would you just clap your hands to the Lord and give him praise and shout unto God. Hallelujah. Man, turn, give your neighbor a high five and tell him these signs follow. And if you'll preach with me, you may be seated. God bless you. Emily was only five years old when her and her mother went to visit her family. She was scared that night to sleep by herself, so she went to sleep with her mother. Emily noticed a dresser mirror that was positioned across the room, but she had never noticed that above the bed was a picture of Jesus on the cross. Emily laid her head down on the pillow to go to sleep and looked across the room at that mirror, and she noticed that she could see the picture of Jesus in the reflection. She got excited, and she said, Look, Mommy! I see Jesus. Her mother looked over at her and saw Emily sitting up and sitting down and sitting up and laying back down. And finally, her mother said, Emily, what are you doing, sweetheart? She said, Mommy, I'm learning something. When I can't see myself, I can see Jesus. But when I sit up, All I see is me. Mommy, I'm going to move out of the way so I can see Jesus. I know that there are people here tonight with real needs and real problems in need of a real miracle. 
But if you can't look past your problems tonight, you're not going to be able to see Jesus and see the miracle that God has waiting for you tonight. I wonder what would happen in this place if every one of us could just lay our problems down and lay our burdens down for just a second and say, when all I see is me, I can't see Jesus, but I'm going to get out of the way tonight for just a minute because I want to see him. In 1961, President John F. Kennedy famously stated, My fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, but ask what you can do for your country. And I would like to take my liberty tonight and say, My fellow Christians, my brothers and sisters, ask not tonight what your God can do for you, but ask what you can do for your God. I wonder what would happen in this place. If everyone in this place came to give God praise and say, God, what can I do for you tonight? God, you've done so much for me. What can I do for you? I wish somebody would just clap your hands and give God praise and say, you've been good. You've been faithful. What can I do for you? Sometimes if we could just get ourselves out of the way, we could see Jesus. I remember years ago I was preaching at a church and, and I remember there was a man there that would run the aisles and he loved to give God praise. He stood out like a sore thumb. He was running all over the place. He loved to give God praise. And I remember... You know, when you're a preacher, you like people like that. <laughs> and uh, I wanted to go catch him after service. And I said, brother, I just wanted to catch you. I really wanted to tell you that I love your worship. I love what you bring to the service. I love that you come to give from God, not just to receive, but you come to give God everything that you have. And I'll never forget. He looked at me and he said, brother Nathan, Do you see that woman back there in the back corner of the church? And he pointed to the back. There was a woman sitting back there in a wheelchair. And he said, that woman is my wife. You see, Brother Nathan, when I first started coming to church, she was saved and I wasn't. And when I would come to the house of God, she invited me. And I'll never forget seeing my girlfriend run all over the place and give God praise like I'd never seen. I didn't understand it, but I'll never forget it. And he said, one day we had an accident and my wife was paralyzed. And I used to just sit on the pew like a lump on a log. You couldn't move me. You couldn't move me. I was so stubborn. I couldn't even move from that pew. And I looked at my wife and I looked at her in that wheelchair and I saw the tears rolling down her eyes because she wanted so bad to get out of that chair and run that aisle. And I told Jesus that day, if she can't run, God forbid, I'm going to sit here. I'm not going to sit here, but I'm going to run for you, sweetheart. I'm going to give God something for you, sweetheart. I'm going to do something that you can't do yourself. Somebody ought to give God praise for somebody who can't do it for themselves. You ought to pray for somebody that doesn't even know how to pray. (laughs) 
Let me tell you what he didn't come to do. He didn't come to eat from the buffet of the spirit and leave unchanged. He didn't come saying, God, I don't know what you've got, Lord. What have you got for me? But he walked in that service and he said, I know you've got something for me. So I'm going to give something to you tonight. He came in ready to give. Jesus is a miracle worker. There is no doubt about it. I have seen with my own eyes the miracle working hands of Jesus in my own life. If you looked at my family, you can't deny that God is a miracle working God. When you look at your family, you can't deny that God is a miracle working God. When you look and see what could have been and you see what is, you say, thank you, Jesus. I don't know how, but you did it. You see, God always has a reason for giving signs and wonders. God has no desire to raise up a generation of sign seekers. Sign seekers are those who are never happy with the current work of God. Sign seekers hop from church to church because if they don't see an immediate sign, they are incapable of faith. Sign seekers sound a lot like this. God, if you don't show me a sign, this will be my last service. God, if you don't give me a sign, then I know you're not real. Miracles were never intended to be the determining factor and foundation of your faith. But rather your faith is to be the foundation and determining factor of your miracle. You're not going to get a miracle just sitting there saying, God, if you don't do this, I'm walking away. You're going to get a miracle because of your faith. It's going to get tight for just a second here, but it's going to be right, I promise. God doesn't give signs to determine whether or not you will follow him. You need to be careful when you require signs to live for God. Our glorious father will never stoop down to performing signs every time someone experiences doubt. God performs miracles, signs, and wonders for two reasons. The first is because he cares. The second is to confirm his word. The word of God is more important than how you feel. God deserves praise whether you feel like it or not. The word of God is more important than you being tired or you being sleepy. We don't praise him. We don't just praise him because we feel good. We praise him because he's worthy.
I'm reminded of a sign seeker in the Bible. He absolutely required a sign from Jesus. Matthew 4 and verse 3. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. Do you understand the spirit that is attached to a sign seeker? Do you realize who you sound like? Matthew 4 and 6. And he saith unto them, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down. And get this, he tried to use the word of God against the one who wrote the word of God. It is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time dash thou foot against a stone. Jesus said unto him, It is written, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Matthew 4 and 10. Then saith Jesus unto them, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. You see, Jesus had been fasting for 40 days. His flesh wasn't feeling like it. His flesh wasn't feeling strong. So he didn't put his trust in a sign or a feeling, but he said, It is written, it is written, it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God. He didn't feel good in his flesh. He didn't feel good in his body. But he stood on his word. You better believe Jesus could have turned the stones into bread. Jesus could have jumped off the cliff and sent his angels to bear him up. He could have showed Satan how foolish he was, but he taught, he taught his people a lesson, and that lesson is this. I am capable of giving you signs and wonders, but you don't need to put your trust in signs. You need to put your trust in my word. Even when you don't feel like it, my word is still true. Jesus doesn't like to pass up a good teaching opportunity. You know, I think he was the greatest teacher that ever lived. That's just my opinion. It is written, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. Sometimes... My feelings don't agree with that. Calvary tells me so. Sometimes you're going to feel like, what's going on? Does God even love me? Does God even care? And the devil says, you need to seek a sign, baby. If he doesn't give you a sign, you need to walk away. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus Christ. Walk in his word. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet. And a light unto my path. He's going to show you the way. John 4 and 48. Then said Jesus unto him. Except ye see signs and wonders. 
you will not believe. So the man comes up to Jesus and he says, my son is dying. I need you to come heal him. I need to see a sign that you've healed him. And his son wasn't there. His son was a ways off. And Jesus looked at him and he said, except thou see signs and wonders, you will not believe. And this man came to Jesus looking for a sign and looking for a way that Jesus would heal him. And he said, speak the word only. Jesus spoke the word because he wanted to teach him. You're looking for a big sign that I'm going to heal him. Listen to my words right now. Thy son liveth. Go and see him. Your son's okay. Listen to my word. Don't look for a sign. Listen to my word. Go thy way. Thy son livest. He didn't give him a sign. He gave him a word. Hebrews 11 and 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. The devil knows that you have faith. And he knows that he's going to have a hard time taking that faith from you. That's why the enemy of God is forced to a tactic called misplaced faith. And here's where some of our minds are today in the spirit. We have faith, but our faith lies in the negative report and not in the positive report. We are so quick to believe the negative rather than the positive. It's getting to where a positive report is often questioned and interrogated. And the negative report is instantly believed as fact. Well, I was at the restaurant the other day, and did you hear about that girl? So what's going on? No, she didn't. Instant fact. They said it, it's negative, it's true. On the other hand, did you hear that five people got the Holy Ghost last Sunday? Well, I mean, did somebody count all five? Were they really speaking in tongues? God, help this generation. God, help us. God, I trust you. God, I believe you. I want the positive report, and I want the negative out of my life. Somebody give God praise right now and say, God, I trust you. God, I believe you. The prophet Isaiah came to Hezekiah. And he told him, get your house in order because you're going to die and not live. How would you like it if somebody came and told you, you're about to die, get your house ready. Second Kings 20 and verse 1. In those days, sorry, it's just kind of funny, okay. In those days, Hezekiah was sick unto death, and the prophet Isaiah, the son of Amoz, came unto him and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Set thine house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. 
And Hezekiah instantly started weeping and crying unto God to spare him. The Bible says that God heard his prayer and he told Isaiah that not only that, but he was going to add 15 years to his life. And so the prophet Isaiah told Hezekiah, he said, God heard your prayer. And not only that, but he's added 15 years to your life. And, <laughs> and Hezekiah responded something like this in 2 Kings 20 and 8. And Hezekiah said unto Isaiah, what shall be the sign that the Lord will heal me? He never asked for a sign that he would die, but he required a sign to convince him that he would live. We are so quick to believe the negative report that God had to set the sundial back 10 degrees just so Hezekiah would believe that he would live. But I came to tell somebody today, you're going to live and you need to believe it and you need to praise God like it. You need to live your life like it. You don't need to live your life like everything's about to end and everything's gloomy and everything's in despair. But I wonder what would happen if the church would rise up and say God is in control and God has a way and I'm victorious with him and they told him he's going to die God you're going to live Hezekiah what's the sign how do I know I'm going to live Y'all, I've seen that outside of Hezekiah. I've seen people like that. Brother Nathan, how do I know that? I don't even know how much time I have. They're totally fine, totally good health. How am I going to make it? Well, God says everything's going to be okay. What's the sign that I'm going to be okay? Well, you didn't require a sign that everything's going to be wrong. Who told you everything's going to be messed up? He said, lift your eyes up to the hills from where your help comes from. We got to shift our focus. Listen, God didn't create the institution of the church so that he could focus on us and so that he could pay attention to us. He created the institution of the church so that we could focus on him and so that we could get our focus on him. I'm telling you, God's trying to shift something in the minds of his people that says you can be victorious, but you got to lift up your head. And listen, I'm, I'm going to be just a little incorrect here for just a second. I don't like boring church. I don't like just sitting on the pew. I don't like just listening to the message. You, Amen, preacher. To God be the glory for the things that he has done. I don't like boring church. It's boring. Listen. You can't hold my attention just sitting there, our Father. I need, I'm sorry. 
I need some praise. I, I need some worship in these services. I need to feel the presence of God every time I come here. Somebody ought to lift up your hands and say, God, I haven't felt you for a long time, but I want to feel it. He's going to do it for you tonight in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, break, break the negativity in this house. Break up the negative report in this house. Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. You will bring forth a son, and his name shall be called Jesus. But how, Lord? I don't understand. This isn't even possible. Luke 1 and 35. And the angel of the Lord answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And some of us can't even believe that Jesus is going to touch us financially. Surely she would ask for a sign. This is far out there. This isn't even humanly possible. And look what Mary said unto the angel of the Lord in Luke 1 and 38. And Mary said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Be it unto me according to thy word. If you say it, I believe it. Somebody lift up your hands right now and lift up your head and just tell them, God, you've told me that you're a provider. God, you've told me that you can heal me. Be it unto me according to thy word. Come on, somebody lift up their voice right now. You got to break past this for just a second. I'm not going to be much longer, but somebody's got to tell them, be it unto me, not according to my feelings. God, I don't need a sign to trust you. Just do it according to your word. Stand with me all over this house and lift up your hands and lift up your voice. Come on. God's trying to move in this place. God is trying to break something in this place. You're not going to die of cancer. You're not going to die. Stop thinking that. In the name of Jesus, this isn't the last thing in your life. This isn't your last go at it. God's got something until he comes back. God's got it worked out for you until he comes back. Come on, somebody lift up your voice. Lift up your hands. Break something in this place. I trust you. God's about to do something in this house. Mark 16 and 17. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. I don't know about you. I get excited about that. They shall speak with new tongues. Let me tell you something about the nature of signs. 
Signs do not lead. They follow. We aren't following signs. Signs are following us. Mark 16 and 20. And they went. They obeyed the word of the Lord. They went and they preached the gospel. And they preached everywhere. And the Lord was working with them. How many glad that the Lord is working with you? He is right there beside us. And confirming the word with sign. God is not looking for a generation of sign seekers. God, if you don't do it, I'm gone. We need a sign. Listen, God is capable of giving you a sign. Signs follow us as we follow Jesus. We're not sign seekers. We're sign leaders. These signs follow them that believe. I'm so glad that we don't have to have a sign to know that God is here. Because God is here whether we see a sign or not. There was no sign for Paul and Silas as they sang praises unto God in the prison. I can just see him. Silas, do you see a way out of this thing? Silas, do you see how God's going to work this out? Because we're, we're in the inner prison. This isn't looking good. And the Bible says that they lifted up their voice in the inner prison and they sang praises unto God. They didn't praise him because they saw a sign. They saw a sign because they praised him. The earthquake happened. God gave them a sign. God worked it out. But they had to sing and lift up their voice first. Signs follow. Joshua didn't shout because the walls fell down. The walls fell down because Joshua shouted, These signs follow. Woo! Woo! The three Hebrew boys didn't refuse to bow because they saw a sign in the fire. They saw a sign in the fire because they refused to bow these signs follow he's not faithful because we praise him we praise him because he's faithful somebody lift up your hands and lift up your voice shout until the wall falls down these Signs follow. 
I wonder if everybody in this place could bow their head and close their eyes with me for just a second. I wonder tonight if some people, because there are some people here, that could be bold and courageous enough with nobody looking. And I wonder if a Paul and Silas could make their way down to this altar, not by sight, not by signs, but through the eyes of faith, for we walk by faith and not by sight. I wonder if a Joshua could come shout at a wall that hasn't fallen yet, but you know God is going to turn that situation into rubble because these signs follow. I wonder if a Mary could come who says, God, I don't understand. This, this isn't even possible. How? But you'll say, be it unto me according to thy word. According to thy word. I'll tell you what God wants to do. God wants to do a miracle. But not because of how you feel. I'm telling you, honey, God's got a miracle. Even if you don't feel like it, God's got a miracle. Even when you're not feeling good in your body. And it's going to follow. Because he's going to confirm his word. Come on, you've been praying. You've been fasting. God's about to confirm his word. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. Come on, somebody lift up your voice in this house. Come on, Joshua. The wall's not going to fall if you won't shout. Come on, Mary. You've got to accept the calling even when it doesn't seem possible. Come on, Meshach and Abednego. I know you don't see him in the fire, but you got to step in the fire to see him. God has a way for me. God has a word for me. The Bible tells me so. Here's what I want us to do. I feel this in the Holy Ghost right now. I'm not trying to hype you up. I'm not trying to get you excited. I could care less if you're excited right now because God's not going to do a miracle tonight because of how you feel. God's not going to do a miracle tonight because of your situation. God is going to do a miracle tonight because his word says that it's possible and he's going to confirm his word. So here's what I want us to do. Joshua had to walk around that wall and the Bible says that they shouted at a wall that just stood there. They didn't know that it was going to fall. They didn't understand it. All they knew was the word of the Lord said to walk around it and shout. So here's what I want us to do right now. I want everybody to lift up their head and lift up their hands and just let out your voice with the loudest voice that you have and watch the wall fall. Watch it fall. Yes. Come on, somebody let it go. Somebody let it go. Somebody let it go. Come on, somebody lift it up. That's it. Something just broke in this house. That's it. It just broke. It just broke. Yes. Come on, somebody's got to lift up their voice. You've been needing a miracle. You've been needing a miracle. But the signs follow the shout. The signs follow the shout. Yes. 
Come on, somebody's got to get past their pride for just a minute. Somebody's got to get past their feelings for just a minute and say, God, I don't feel like it, but you're worthy anyways. God, I don't know how, but you know how. Come on, that's it. Lift up your voice, prayer warrior. Lift up your voice, prayer warrior. These signs follow. These signs follow. Let me get your attention for just a second. Let me tell you what the devil is going to start telling you the second that you leave this house you shouted your loudest you gave it all you got where's your answer and the first thing that he's going to try to attack is your faith because these signs follow them that believe And if he can get you in a situation of unbelief, then he knows that he can get you right where he wants you. In closing, I want you to lift up your voice and just shout out the name Jesus. And we're going to rebuke him right out of this place. It is written. It is written.